Hey you, welcome to or welcome back to Keisha's house, motivation and inspiration. I'm Keisha and as always, I'm so glad you stopped by. Now, if you're new here, I would like to take a moment to share what we do. Every week we reflect on the past week's quote and we grade the week. Then we focus on this week's quote and we use it for motivation and inspiration to set a plan for the week ahead. And in the end, we discuss a few highlights from the book of the month. Okay, so let's jump right in. Well, I hope you can hear my voice feels a little bit better this week. Ooh, it was rough last week. But I have to say, it was a fun time. So I guess I'll lose my voice any day of the week if it means I can enjoy some time with my family. Now, I hope your last week was a good one. For me, it went by so fast. Last week's quote was the following. You will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. You will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. By Maya Angelou, an amazing woman, an amazing author, poet. Her story, her life is just simply amazing. And unfortunately, her life is one that started off with a lot of pain, but she took that pain in her life and molded it into something beautiful through her poetry, through her life. I remember watching her on TV for different programs. Her voice was one that was so unique that you didn't even have to look at the screen when she began to speak. You knew it was her. But when you did see her, it was as if there was this light that just radiated from her. It lit up a room. We always say that this person had such energy and, and just such a beautiful person that when they walk in the room, they just bring all of this light. But she was a perfect example of it. So in this past week, I leaned into this quote and I was gearing myself up because it says you will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. I didn't know what this week held. You didn't know what last week held as well, but we knew that each day we had to press forward and tackle whatever may come our way. And I have to say, as I reflect on the past week, I don't feel anything defeated me. Which means, well, I wasn't defeated. But I'm not naive to the sense that every week life could be such a roller coaster, don't you think? It goes up, it goes down. We have these different seasons, and I love, I love thinking of life through different seasons because that means that season comes to an end. Some are shorter, some may be longer, but every season has an ending point. The good seasons and the challenging ones. So for me, this past week, I'm, I'm still going to say and ask what grade you gave yourself. But I'm going to add an option 
you know there's a grade of an A, a B, or a C, and as always, we don't fail here because we don't fail at life. Some seasons are more difficult than others, but I'm going to add the grade of a participation grade. <laughs> I'm going to add participation as an option for this week's grade because I, I genuinely can't think of anything that defeated me. But I also don't recall anything that had the potential to defeat me. So let me step back a bit and explain. Maybe, although we're not too far into the book yet for this month, maybe this is one of those books where the lessons are quick to learn and to implement. You know, our authors for this month's book tells us that we need to shift our mindset. We have to shift. When we say something in our minds, because we are constantly having internal dialogue, when we're going about our day and we're running through our lists and we may be at the grocery store, but we're thinking about work, we're not present. Our authors challenge us to become present. And they push us to say, when you start to notice your mind drifting, A, you need to be aware. Absolutely, awareness. We talked about this last week, being aware. But we have to shift our mindset to being an observer. And at first I didn't understand why they wanted us to be an observer if we're trying to be present. But if we're able to observe our behavior, then we're now becoming aware of our behavior. And if we are aware of our behavior, we can now do something about it. So they give the example of you're at the grocery store, you're thinking about work, you're going down this downward spiral, but we're becoming aware. We're going, here you go again, thinking about work. You've already put in an eight hour day. It is now time to prepare your meal for your family and get something that you and your family will enjoy. Let's stay focused and present on the here and now. We're picking out produce and selecting all of the right products we need to make dinner for this evening. And it's shifting you back. It shifts you back. Let me give you an example of Again, I don't think this would have defeated me, but I think if I wasn't aware and able to shift in an observer role, there may have been some potential. I, because of the nature of my job, there are times where I could be privy to information before they're released to everyone else. Obviously, I could never, ever, nor would I tell anyone this information because it's clearly information that is said, do not release until this public date. Individuals will be aware. So as I go through the list to make sure I can capture anyone that's selected to ensure that my leadership is aware so folks can be congratulated, mind you, 
have been on the receiving end of getting this information, whether you were selected or not, and it hurts quite a bit when no one tells you that you're not selected and you find out while reading a list. It's like, remember ever, I'm not sure if you were ever in like uh, a play or anything like that. I, I was growing up. I know. Shocker, right? And I remember doing the auditions and everyone gets so excited because the list is going up on the wall, right? So everyone runs around and we're waiting and we're waiting patiently and here comes the teacher with the list and they pin it on the wall and they walk away as quick as they could because they know there's going to be a group of children running down the hall to get to the list, to see if you made it to the list and if you're on it, what is your role? And I remember going on a list and searching for my name and being so excited, being so excited when I was selected. But also, there's the crushing defeat when you're not selected. So anywho, I looked at the list, you know, with the same wonder and bewilderment as when I was a child trying to see if I made it in the play. And mind you, I didn't put in for anything. I didn't put in for any classes, so I wasn't looking for my name. Really in the sense of looking to identify other individuals so they could be rewarded, or maybe not rewarded, maybe I should say encouraged by leadership and commended. And if they weren't selected, and actually, now as I think of it, I'm not even sure I looked, I didn't even see a non-select list. At least in the past, I would be able to and let folks know that they were not, because I would have a list of people to look for. But I noticed there was a particular individual that I wasn't looking for that did make this list. And in the past, I would get frustrated because and maybe you can relate there's a certain way that people act or behave when they're in front of people with influence but sometimes not everyone and again maybe you can relate there are people that act a different way when that individual of influence is no longer present and that could be frustrating because you see it as their peer, as someone who is acting well a little two-faced. I feel like that word seems a little harsh, but I think it's appropriate. In front of one set of individuals, they act one way, and in another set, well, they're, they're acting a different way. And it doesn't seem genuine. And you may be coming from a place of being genuine. And I found myself where I could have normally complained to myself because I couldn't tell anybody or been frustrated or may have been a little on the edge and people didn't understand, well, wait, where is this, where is this energy coming from? But I was aware. I was able to observe my behavior. So remember, I'm aware of it and then I become an observer. 
And I actively was having a conversation with myself saying, here you go again. Here you go again. Casting judgment, which that didn't feel good to hear myself say that because casting judgment doesn't feel like a positive thing. So here I am casting judgment on an individual that I don't have all the details. I don't know who else competed, but I don't have the authority to make the decision. So why would I challenge it? Why would I allow my demeanor to shift in a way that can affect myself and those that I love around me? because of a decision that was made that I don't have any control over, nor do I have any control over that individual's life or their circumstances. Notice I said I didn't apply because now knowing all that I know and being blessed to have the mentorship that I'm getting, that's not necessarily a path I have to chase. I'm told often to bet on myself. And I'm able to do so now with a little bit more confidence. Some days I'm not always there fully, but with a little bit more confidence. In that moment, it could have been a defeat in my life, which seems a little crazy, doesn't it? That's something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. You allow it to affect you in a way that it affects your physical body, it affects your mind, it, perf- it affects your performance at work, it affects how you treat people around you, it affects the people you love, it affects your life, and it had nothing to do with you. We'll talk about growth, talk about maturity. The book of the month has taught us awareness and to be observant. So again, if I'm giving myself a grade, it's a participation grade this week. But if you had to give yourself what grade would it be, an A, a B, or a C, and once you have that grade, identify it. If there's areas that might need some attention in the future so you don't have to have that same grade again if you're not necessarily happy with your grade, then once you have that, set it aside because that week is behind us. It's over. We're now in a new week with a new quote and still learning from our book of the month. So before I tell you this week's quote, I do want to tell you a bit about the author of the quote. First off, this individual is an actor who had a thriving career in both Great Britain and the United States. This individual was Robert Morley. And I thought it was funny as I read a bit about his biography. They shared how all of his roles, or not all, but majority of them in both countries, he tended to be casted as a pompous English gentleman. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. His quote that he has that is going to be our quote for the week is as follows. To fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. To fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. I went seeking for this quote because of the book of the month. 
in the second chapter of our book, it talks about self-love. And at the very beginning of the chapter, it talks about this experience that one of the authors had as a child when their teacher said to them, if you do not love yourself unconditionally, that you can love no one else unconditionally. And the author said how that really made her take a step back. And I know when I read it, I, I had a pause for a moment because I started to think, do I love myself unconditionally? I have a husband, I have children, I have my parents. I believe I love others unconditionally. I say it all the time, I love my boys. But the moment I knew they were there. But our authors are challenging us to love ourselves unconditionally. And I started to think about it a little bit more. If I asked you right now, tell me everything that you dislike about yourself, you'd probably start off by just rattling down a list. You don't like this. You don't like that. You don't think you do this well. We are constantly criticizing ourselves. But if I told you, and I am just as guilty of this, I am raising my hand. If I asked you, tell me 10 things that you love about yourself, you may struggle because we get so negative when it comes to ourselves. You know, they also challenge us to say, we need to speak to ourselves the same way we speak to some of our favorite people in our life. Specifically, they said, we need to treat ourselves the same way as a mother treats their child when they have a boo-boo. And for me, that that really resonated with me because I have little boys. I have a preteen and I have twin, almost three-year-olds now. And any time my twins have any type of ouch, they come running and they go, Mommy, I have an ouchie. No matter how big or small, and I take their hand or whatever's hurting them, if it's their cheek or their forehead or their head, and I kiss it one time and I look at them and I say is that better and they look at me with a smile and I say better but when we have any hurt when we have any pain when we make a mistake we don't treat ourselves that way we start to beat ourselves up you know having three boys in the house they love to wrestle and run around and they bump into each other and it's not on purpose and when one starts to cry, I always go to that child and I say, it was an accident. Brother didn't mean to run into you. It was an accident. Are you okay? But do we ask ourselves that? We go in this downward spiral as soon as we have some type of pain or hurt. We don't recognize that it's an accident. Instead, we get very creative in our minds and come up with an entire situation of how this person just wanted to hurt me. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it's the fact that we are not always aware of how we treat ourselves. And if we are not loving ourselves unconditionally, I have an assumption that the person next to us also isn't loving themselves unconditionally and they're not aware of their words and they're not observing 
we're all imperfectly imperfect. And there comes a time when we, through self-study and awareness, through reading books or listening to podcasts, do we become more aware and present of with what we're saying, how we're acting, and how we're feeling? Oh, we're going to dive into this a lot more next week. But remember, the quote for this week is, you will, you will, oh, I almost said last week's quote. To fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. This week, let's lean in and let's try to love ourselves. And if it was easy, again, we wouldn't have books trying to tell us to do it. Love ourselves. Give yourself grace. And let's talk a lot more on this subject next week. Till next week, be safe. Bye.